This is a Pasco Media production. Please visit pascomedia.com. Hello and welcome to the Abiding Together podcast where we desire to provide a place of connection, rest, and encouragement for all of you who are on the journey with Jesus Christ like we are. My name is Sister Miriam James and I am joined as usual by my lovely co-host Heather Kim and Michelle Benzinger and we have an amazing guest today which I will let one of them introduce uh, in a very special way. We're going to talk about Pentecost and the Holy Spirit today so I'm just going to open this whole discussion by a quote from Pope Francis And he says this, he says, the Holy Spirit brings people into divine life as children of God, where they can live as true children in a relationship of intimacy, freedom, and faith in the love and mercy of God. And what a great, ah, that's such a great quote on so many levels. So Heather Kim, I'm just going to let you kind of kick off the episode here and um, say hello to everybody and also introduce our guest. Well, I'm so excited about our guest today. Super fun. Um, it's Father Dave Pavaka, and we are so Woo! excited to have him. Most of you will know him through the Wild Goose series that has just exploded um, in the last year or two. Um, but for us, he's an old friend, and I'm not going to stress the oh, word old. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> Just keeping it real. Um, Anyway, we've known Father Dave for quite a long time. Um, Michelle and I met Father Dave uh, in in our Steubenville years when we were going to school out there. And it was just an absolute joy to grow in relationship with him. He is such a lovable person and loved by so many, um, not just because he's fun and great, but also because he has such a deep spiritual life and so much wisdom to share. So, Father Dave, we just want to welcome you to the podcast. It's my pleasure to be with you. Yeah, you could have left out the whole old thing, but other than that, it's a great <laughs> pleasure to be here. And we get to actually talk about the thing that I'm one of the things I'm most passionate about. So that's fantastic. That is awesome. So we're great. excited to hear about that. And I think initially we just want to um, ask you about, you know, normally we hear a lot about growing in a relationship with Jesus, a personal relationship with Jesus, um, but we don't often hear about how to have a personal relationship with the Holy Spirit. And so I would just love to hear some of your own journey, how you've grown in your relationship with the Holy Spirit. Yeah, well, it's interesting. I, I actually like to reflect on what Bishop Sam Jacobs, who's a great friend of all of us as well. He always says that we can't forget that the Spirit is a person and, and that it's fundamentally a person, and in the same way that we have a relationship with any person, we have, need to have a relationship with the Holy Spirit as well. Um, you know, the, the journey of for myself is, I, I think back as a little kid, that there was always a sense that God was present to me. And that's really how I experienced the, the Spirit, is that I was just actually just preaching this weekend, and Sunday's Gospel, it said that Jesus says, it is better that I go, to which I questioned, like, is it really? Is it really better that you go? <laughs> and yet, and yet, we reflect on. I was just reflecting on the situation that happened with uh, Martha and Mary and Lazarus. Uh, Jesus comes back, and Martha says, "I think it was Martha. It could have been Mary, but I'm pretty sure it was Martha." Says, "Where were you? You know, if you would have been here, this wouldn't have happened." And there, there's that sense in the scriptures and the gospels of of everybody wanting to be with Jesus, and they bring people to Jesus, and they want Jesus to be there. So when he says that it's better that I go, so that I might send the Advocate. That that speaks to the depths of my heart because the scriptures, the gospels are a story about saying hello and saying goodbye to Jesus. But that is never the case with the spirit. 
that I never have I never have to say goodbye to the Spirit of Jesus because the Spirit of Jesus dwells in me and the Spirit of Jesus lives in me. So this sense of if you would have been here, Jesus, this wouldn't have happened. Well, the Spirit of Jesus satisfies that, that, that there is never a moment that I have to go to Jesus and say, if you wouldn't have been here, because the Spirit of Jesus is present with me. Mm. Wow. Mm. Amen? Amen. So Amen. I don't know if that answered. I don't know if that answered your question. I've got a small tangent. There, <laughs> well, this is the podcast of tangents, so feel free to go on a tangent anytime you like. This is fantastic, yeah. Father. I was just. That's one of the things when I first met you. I met you many years ago. I think at a Steubenville conference, and I was very struck by your just the. Just you're always in communion with the Holy Spirit. And I was wondering, like you alluded to as being a little boy even and having that encounter. Can you just tell us a bit about your story? I would just love to hear your story. Yeah. Well, I, I was, you know, I'm unbelievably grateful uh, for my parents that my mom and dad were just a tremendous example of faith to me. And and both mom and dad, you know, uh, leading me in prayer and, and leading me in the sacraments and just being a great example to me. And and, and I, I don't know exactly how to explain it, sister, but I just always sensed the Lord's hand on me. You know, that's not to say that I didn't make mistakes or that I was not always faithful, but I always sensed the Lord's hand in closeness. Like, I reflect on an experience I had when I was about five years old. We were around a campfire and just watching these embers go up in, into the sky and just a, a great sense of God is real, that he's present, that that in the midst of the universe and the stars and all of this, that God saw me, this little five-year-old kid. I don't know how to explain it other than than that. Um, the thought about being a priest was always in the back of my mind. Mom and dad prayed every day of their married life that one of their kids would be a priest. So there are five boys in my family. So we pulled straws and, um, <laughs> you know, uh, depending on, my brother says, depending on how the kids are behaving, I won or I lost. But it was always like in, in high school, I went to a public high school. We didn't have a, a Catholic high school in my small town in Colorado. Um, everybody knew that, that I took my faith serious, that, that it was something that was important to me. So we'd be, at, we'd be at parties and people and myself included at times had had too much to drink and if the topic of God came up, it's like, call Dave. Dave. Dave knows about this stuff, so let's talk to Dave about this. So it was just always a part of part of my life. Now, uh, I'd gone to university for a couple of years, and one of the more transformative parts was a year that I spent on NET, the National Evangelization Team. And that's really where the, the Holy Spirit became, I guess, as a person, right? Not just an idea, but a person became more uh, more real to me, and it really became my animator. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I know for me, Father Dave, when I had my kind of initial encounter, it was, I was at a, a youth conference, you know, 500 teens around, and Peter Herbeck was actually the speaker. And oh, he, awesome. he kind of came up to me, had, I mean, just in the middle of the crowd and said, can I just pray with you? I just have this strong sense God has great things for you. And even though I had been Catholic my whole life and been going to church and doing all the things, you know, doing all the right things, when he prayed for an outpouring of the Holy Spirit, it radically changed how I encountered my faith. The Mass came alive. You know, things just seemed to be personal all of a sudden. Yeah, Um, absolutely. Yeah. And so how did, how has that played out for you? Like, as you had this kind of deeper encounter, as you said, when you were on net, what do you feel like changed, um, you know, for you personally? Yeah, yeah I, I think that's a great question. Um, yeah, a, a couple of things. I like what Pope Francis talks about when he's talking about an experience of the Holy Spirit, uh, baptism of the Holy Spirit, New Pentecost, something like that. He says that one encounters the love of God that brings about change in their life. And, and I think that that's 
I, I like the simplicity of that, but um, uh, Aquinas would, uh, and I'm going to quote a Dominican because we're among friends, right? Um, he would he he would talk about an experience of the Spirit of God that is a sense of inhabitation, that that the individual feels inhabited by God, and that was ac- absolutely my experience. And and I would caution us to say an experience as if this only happens once. Uh, I think we look at the Acts of the Apostles and we can see time and time again that the early church were encountering and experiencing the Holy Spirit. So I would be careful to say that that one only has one encounter of the Holy Spirit. So he says this, this sense of inhabitation. But then the other thing that he talks about is there is, from this encounter of the Holy Spirit, there's a sense of innovation, that something new happens in the individual. You, you just mentioned that, uh, Heather, that uh, a, a new love of the Eucharist or a new love to pray or for me in some ways my high school experience was Romans 7 why is it that I don't do the things that I want to do and I can't do the things I want to do right uh, and Jesus says in the or, yeah Jesus says in the first chapter of Acts of the Apostles that you will receive power and for me that was very much my experience is there was you know a power over sin there was a power over selfishness a power over laziness, not to say that, that, that I never fall, but that was a great experience of me when, when I experienced the Holy Spirit through through the net ministries. And, and then uh, same thing that you, uh, a deeper love of the scriptures. I would read scriptures that I've read many times before, didn't necessarily make a difference in my life. But when, when the Spirit of God, which is animates the scriptures, and that same Spirit animates me or animates the listener, Something profound happens, right? That, that the Spirit of God speaks through the Word, the Spirit of God speaks through my heart, and that's how transformation and conversion takes place. Yeah, that's amazing. Father Dave, you touched on, and this is one of the things I love about you. It wasn't really until I became a student at Franciscan that I really heard someone preach, preach the power of freedom. And if there's one yeah. word that I could describe you, it is a freedom fighter. You know, that because not only do you fight for your freedom, you fought for ours. Like, I didn't even know that it was attainable. I never even heard anyone use that language. And you said, I remember you telling me one time, you know, Michelle, where the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. What Mm -hmm. does it look like to, you know, and you kind of touched on that just a second ago. But what do you hope for people or what is your prayer as they experience the Holy Spirit to find freedom? You know, what does that look like in your opinion? Well, and, and that's great. You know, the text you referenced is 2 Corinthians 3.17. And, and I think at the end of this podcast, we should all just get that tattoo. I just think that'd be great. <laughs> yeah, right? I think so, just, too. Just, just, I not a big too. one. Not a big one, just a small one. You know? Just a little small um, one? The, the on your forehead? Is, no, okay. <laughs> <laughs> wow. wow. I, I love you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's great. I hope we can do this again. Um, you, you know... The, I mean, that's, that's such a huge question. I mean, we could do a whole thing on freedom, but mm-hmm. I, I think that I, I use an analogy to an old movie, old movie now called The Sixth Sense. And one of the lines in that movie is they're dead and they don't even know it. And that's my experience oftentimes when, when dealing with so many people is, is they're bound and they don't even know it. They, 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 they do things, they react to their spouses, they react to their kids, they react to their colleagues in anger or frustration or fear or whatever, but they don't even know why they do that. And I think the Spirit wants to be able, one of the things I've just been praying over more lately is just this idea of the animator, right? The Spirit is the one who wants to animate our life and allows us to see why it is that we do what we do and then um, to bring us freedom in those particular areas. If you take a look at Matthew 3.11, it's John the Baptist says that Jesus is coming to baptize us in the Holy Spirit and in fire. 
And one of the things that fire does is it illuminates. It allows us to see things that we weren't able to see. And that was absolutely my experience, that, that as I, I, I've grown in my relationship with the Holy Spirit, I see things and I recognize things that I didn't know before. Some of those are exactly what you're saying, Michelle, those things that bind us, events from the past, shame, uh, um, disappointment, hurt, sin, all of those things. So uh, I, I think that God, yeah, I, I think God wants us to be able to experience his freedom. And and I like the text, in, in, I think it's First Peter, where it says um, that they will spy on our freedom, right? Uh, free people make the world nervous uh, mm. because, who, where did I just see this? Oh, I just saw this really cool image of if you put one lobster in, in a bucket, the lobster, or maybe a crab, one of those things, will get out. And yet if you put a whole bunch of them in, if one is trying to crawl out, all of the others will pull it back in and won't let it out. And I think that's the world we live in. That's the world we live in is is that the world gets nervous or anxious or wants us to be bound. And and, and that I think the spirit of Jesus wants us to be free. I'm, I'm absolutely convinced of that. Mm, oh, I agree. And for you, I love that you developed this program, our program, our video series, The Wild Goose. Um, one, I would love for you to tell our listeners just even how you got the name The Wild Goose, because I absolutely love that. And two, as like an artist, it is so aesthetically beautiful. Thank you for doing that mm-hmm. for it the really show. Oh. Mm-hmm. You know, I love being able to recommend it to people and say, yeah, it's beautiful too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. On behalf of the entire church, thank you for making something that's not cheesy. <laughs> yes. Thank you for PM Media. Thank you, Father yeah, Dave. Yeah, like, yeah, we love was, you guys, but it is beautiful. You know, but, but tell us about this project because it's really great. Well, uh, honestly, it's, it, I, I wrote the uh, the book Breath of God before I did the Wild Goose, and and the reason is is uh, in my travels and my doing ministry, I'm continually meeting a population of people that don't realize that there's something more. You know, it, it's in the vast majority of our parishes they go to mass, which is a great thing, um, but they're just not aware that there's something more to the spiritual life than what they're experiencing. And it doesn't matter to me what you're experiencing; there is something more to the spiritual life. An analogy I use is, is my father, who's a physician. Uh, if dad knew what was wrong with somebody and didn't give them a prescription, he'd be sued for malpractice. And what I, what I was experiencing was a population of Catholic Christians that are trying to live the Christian life, trying to be faithful without the power and the grace to do it. I reflect on a bishop I met when I was in, in Tanzania one time. He said that he wouldn't allow his men to be ordained until they experienced the power of the Holy Spirit, until they experienced a personal Pentecost. And he says, why would I ask them to do the work of Jesus if they don't have the power of Jesus? And, and that's but, but that's really why I did this was that that I think that we've we've been trying to live the Christian life. We've been trying to be faithful without the grace and the power of, of the Holy Spirit. And from that, what, what I think happens is really a, a subtle despair is that people, they make up their mind to be more patient. Right. I'm going to be more patient to my wife, more patient to my children, more patient to my husband, whatever. Uh, and, and, and we fail. Well, I'm going to try harder and I'm going to try harder and we fail. Well, I'm going to try hard. And this becomes this weight that's born. But what, once that we allow the spirit of Jesus actually to animate our life, uh, to be our constant companion, to be present to us, we realize that, that there really is victory, that there really is grace, that there really is power, that there really is freedom. And then once we taste that, it, it becomes, you know, Father Contula Mesa would talk about a sober intoxication. It becomes intoxicating that we realize that that there is so much more to the spiritual life than we ever imagined. 
I mean, one of the images, one of the images I'm using now is, is this idea of snorkeling. If you've ever looked at the ocean, been on the ocean or in the Caribbean and something like that, the water is gorgeous. It's beautiful. But if you're able to put on a mask and put your face in the water, you see a world that is that you never imagined was was there animals and fish and colors and plants and all these kinds of things that's there all along you just didn't recognize and see it my experience is the same thing with the holy spirit is that there is a spiritual world that is present in our life but we're not even aware of it it's it's there we're just not aware of it and then once we experience a greater outpouring of the holy spirit an entire world opens up that the changes are very existing it, cha- it just doesn't change lives it changes it, it, it brings us, you know, from death to life, but it changes marriages. It changes relationships with children and parents. It it has this way of just transforming everything it comes in contact with. Hmm. Oh, so that's why I do it. Let me just say real quickly, because I got an email from a lady that was like irate, all right? She, she thought I was being really disrespectful. She goes, you know, why did you call the wild goose the wild goose? And then she made some comments that, I, that were just really honestly kind of I don't. I won't go into it. But but the thing is, is, is well, she she thought it was disrespectful. But the the term the wild goose was the term that the Celts used, the ancient Celts used for the Holy Spirit. So this wasn't oh. something something that I just made up. But the ancient Celts used the term the wild goose for the Holy Spirit. And and I first time I heard that, uh, I, it just there was something about that just resonated. There's a wildness to the Spirit of Jesus and. And we have a danger, right? We want to tame the Holy Spirit. That's one of the things I love about Pope Francis. He's continually saying, do not tame the Holy Spirit. Do not control the Holy Spirit. But that's what we want to do, right? We, we have an image of, of the Holy Spirit as a fire. But if that's a raging fire, the first thing we want to do is control it. Well, the, the, we ought not control the Holy Spirit. Rather, the Holy Spirit ought to control us. So the wild goose was not something I came up with. It's just something that I became aware of. So mm. there you have it. That's beautiful. Uh, some of the things that we talk about on the podcast sometimes, Father Dave, is like, how do we take off the false masks that we have <laughs> of God? <laughs> oh, people, if you could see our Skype view right now. Um, <laughs> that was um, anyway, uh, sometimes we, yeah, we'll talk about how do we un- like take away the false masks that we put on God. Um, that don't allow us to see his true character and who he really is. And I think for some of us, you know, we may have had um, some experiences via people or whatever that have made us somehow think that the Holy Spirit is like the crazy uncle of the Trinity, that really he's not like, you know, um, God, like a safe, loving, that he is a love between the Father and the Son. And so how, how do you think that we can truly encounter the Holy Spirit for who he really is as we approach this Pentecost, because this podcast is the week of Pentecost. We're coming up to this most special time of grace in the church. How can we practically enter into a new relationship and ask for this outpouring of the Holy Spirit? You know, I think, Heather, you really really tapped into something that's really important. And I'll go to some places and and begin to speak about Holy Spirit. And And there's a way that people will shut us off because they they equate Holy Spirit with Aunt Edna and Aunt Edna was a lunatic, right? Right, right. So so, mm-hmm. so if that's what you're talking about, I wanna don't want to have anything to do with it. And again, that's one of the reasons I did the Wild Goose was to try to bridge that gap that that my desire for us and the Holy Spirit is to come to understand that the Spirit is a living spirit present in me, that is present in us, right? Uh, if we've been baptized, the, the presence of God literally dwells in us and and to be able to call on that. And the thing that I think is important is that 
like when we take a look at the scriptures, that that the Holy Spirit really is the one who animates everything. I love Romans when it says the the that the love of God is poured forth into our hearts by the power of the Holy Spirit. That that if I'm going to experience the love of God that you talked about, Heather, that you talked about with, with when Peter prayed with you, that it's the Holy Spirit that makes that happen. Again, in Romans, he says, the Spirit comes upon us and we cry out, Abba, Father. The, the way that I come to understand who God is, not just this harsh, Paul makes this reference of God is not a master, uh, rather he's Abba, he's Daddy. Well, that doesn't make sense cognitively, but it makes sense when the Spirit of God rests upon us and reveals to us who Father is. And and for many people, their their idea, of, uh, their image of Father is is their own dad. And and unfortunately, oftentimes that's not a positive experience. So the Spirit of Jesus allows us to cry out Abba Father and reveals who in fact the the Abba really is. Not our idea of Abba, but who he is. That he is gentle. He is kind. He is merciful. He is forgiving. He is loving. He is generous. He protects us, you know. Um, John's gospel, the spirit gives witness to Jesus. So even even our, our understanding of God as father, our understanding of Jesus is animated by the spirit, of, by the spirit of God. Um, and and that, that was my experience. Again, the, the, this idea of illumination, that uh, long story that I won't get into, but having experienced the Holy Spirit more profoundly in my life, I had this before this, I had this very subtle image of a God who is mean, who a God who is, who is punishing. So in the eighth chapter of John, um, eighth chapter of John is the blind man. And they say, whose fault is this? Was it the fault? Was it the parents or was it the, the young man's fault? That was my idea of God was, was that if something was wrong, it was somebody's fault, right? So my mom's, my mom's got MS. And I remember thinking as a kid, I wonder what she did. Somebody must have done something. Well, having experienced the, the Holy Spirit and, and, my guest, Michelle and Heather, you've heard me say this more than once because I said it all the time when I was at the university. God just broke into my life and said to me, that's not the kind of God I am. That's not the, and, and I suggest that if, if we haven't heard in our prayer life, the Lord say to us, that's not the kind of God I am. We need to pray that we do because it means that, that, he, that, that he hasn't shattered these images of God that in fact are not true. And only the Spirit of God can do that. So, yeah. So I don't know. Again, I don't know if I answer any of your questions, uh, Heather. But so how does well, it doesn't matter because that was a pretty good bike drop right there. Good one. Okay. But but <laughs> but, but, gosh, but how does how does one experience it? it they one of the things I'm trying to do is, is help people realize that it's not so complicated. Right. You know, go to your room, spend some time with the first couple of chapters of the Acts of the Apostles and and say, Jesus, come with your spirit. Your spirit is always present, already present. Stir in me. Right. Stir in me. Fan in the flame, as, as we hear in Timothy. Um, you know, I'm, I'm encouraging everybody to do vigil Pentecosts uh, uh, do a, and they're happening all over the country. So, you know, go online, put on Facebook. People are telling where they're going in Pittsburgh. They're doing something all night. There might have been a time in me that I was really excited about all night. <laughs> I know, amen, maybe right? The, those yeah. days are over. Good for yeah. That. yeah. I'm a rock star till about 9.30 at night. Yeah. That's right, that's right. Yeah. 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 So, starts at 4 in the afternoon. Yeah, like totally. Early bird dinner, everything. I'm becoming <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> it is all good. But that's I just great. love that whole concept of animate. I was telling my uh, one of my sons received confirmation and he could not understand it. And so finally I looked at him and said, Animation, the Holy Spirit is the Pixar of the Trinity. He yeah, animates yeah, yeah. it, makes things come to life. And he's like, Oh, 
Holy Spirit's Pixar totally broke it open. Perfect, like perfect. he brought things to life. You know? Yeah, but if we go to Genesis, you totally see that, right? Yeah, God the take, Ruha. God, yeah. God takes dust, right? And, and, it, and he says he breathes life into him, um, and he is no longer a lifeless mass. I mean, without the Spirit Amen. of Jesus, we are a lifeless mass, but God breathes life into us. Yeah. Mm, amen. Amen, amen sister. Um, so one more question. I know we are um, about time. Is But how do you think the role of community you know, and how do you abide together in the whole role of community in the Holy Spirit? Like, how have you seen this impact you as far as community life, the role of the Holy Spirit? Because it unifies, you know. Right, 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 right. Well, if you take a look at the scriptures again in Acts of the Apostles, they, they come together and, and it's always when they're coming together. So I think that there's something about that, that that the Spirit of Jesus um, works in us as individuals, but also a community. The other part of that is that that confirms and that encourages our faith that when I see well, a real quick story. OK, so I'm with a group of couples in North Carolina. These people gather together and pray all the time, um, regular basis. Well, this particular experience, we were praying for an outpouring of the Holy Spirit. One of the guys says, uh, if that ever happened to me, it would be a miracle. All right. That sounded like a, a challenge if I've ever heard one. Right. So that night, the spirit of God just just really rests on him and and. It was profound and beautiful to watch. The next day, we're, we're processing. And I think that's one of the things we need to do a better job of as Catholics is, is reflect on what our experience of God is and then be able to articulate that. But he was just talking about what his experience was. But then I asked his wife and I said to her, what was this for you? And, and she said, I realized that by watching what God was doing in his life, my life was going to be different. And I think that's I think that that. Kind of gives us a snapshot of the beauty of community that when we see God doing things in other people's lives, um, that's encouraging us, right? That's why I think it's important that that we as a community come together and ask God to do great things, ask the Spirit of Jesus to do great things. I think I think if we're honest, we don't see him do great things because we don't ask for God to do great things. But if we as a community, if, if we as a community ask God to do things and you know, after mass, take the opportunity to pray with people who are ill. If the next week somebody comes back and says, you know, I was ill, but I'm not anymore after that prayer. That is a great impact on the community. And and, and I think we need to be able to exercise those gifts more. Mm-hmm. I think one of the big things is um, for us to realize that when we read about the Pentecost in the scriptures, that that wasn't just in the scriptures, that isn't just one time that God moved. Like you said, Father Dave, it's not just one encounter, even in our own lives that we have with God, but a continual encounter. God always wants to give us more. And I think for for many of us on the journey and for our listeners, we're wanting to go deeper and um I think we all know, like, the world doesn't need more mediocre Catholics. We need Catholics who are going to be on fire and, like you said, animated with the Holy Spirit. And Mm -hmm. what are some of the things that you would say, maybe just one thing, that you see the Holy Spirit is speaking to the church right now in this day? Yeah. That's a big big question. (laughs) Yeah, that, that is a big question. I mean, honestly, the first thing that came, yeah, the first thing, now many things come in my mind, uh, hope. It is, is that the spirit desires to bring hope and and the world is just kind of confusing right now and anxious right now and people are frustrated not sure where we're going and I think God wants to speak hope into that and the spirit of God always brings hope another came to my mind was joy I mean and this is I, I guess what I'm, I'm moving towards is, is that this is just really important and, and maybe it's a side note but one of the things that, that I'm more and more convinced of is, is 
the Spirit of Jesus, if we pay attention, look at Galatians, the Spirit of Jesus brings forth fruits, right? The vast majority of the world doesn't care what gifts I have, but what, but what they notice and care about are the fruits of the Spirit of Jesus. Mm. You know, with the person in front of you in line, are you patient with them, right? The people you meet on the soccer fields, are you kind? Are you gentle? I mean, and, and, and they are fruits of living holy life in the Holy Spirit. And, and I think that that's really uh, what, what the world needs to see more of is, is that they'll know we're Christians because of our love, because of our hope, because of our joy, because of our peace. And again, the vast majority of people don't know that I spend time in adoration. They don't, they don't care. But what they care about is, are we kind, right? Amen. Are we so? And, and I think, yeah, it's actually a critique I have against some of the renewal is, is that they the, the gifts of the Holy Spirit are important, they're essential, but not to the ignoring of the necessity of the fruits of the Spirit of Jesus. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so. that could be a whole other podcast. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh, this has been such a good discussion. Oh my gosh! Well, Father, we're at the end of our our. <laughs> Can I tell the can I tell our listeners what you're showing us? <laughs> it was a gift. Uh, <laughs> Father's showing us his coffee cup, which is making us laugh. Like it's so good. Yes. Oh, uh, uh, so Father, um, at the end of every podcast, we have what we call our one thing for the week. So it's the one thing that is really striking you. It's the one thing that's really setting your heart on fire. It can be anything from a book you're reading or a YouTube video you saw or an encounter that you had or just something deep in your heart. So um, what would you say, Father? What, what's your one thing for the week? What's just really setting your heart on fire for the week? Well, honestly, it's it's probably what I was just talking about. The the gospel was it Sunday? I think it was Sunday when Jesus says it's it's better that I go. And, and I've just wrestled with that so much over the years. It's better that I go. And and I, I just come out of adoration, and I was watching a lady walk out of adoration and this kind of, I don't know, sadness that you feel. You kind of wish you could stay, but you know you can't. And that's what the Spirit, he wants, he, he wants to make up that that gap, that longing that we have in our hearts. So, yeah, yeah, that's pretty cool. And then, honestly, I'll be very, very frank. To be able to have a couple of days just to be quiet a little bit, it's been a busy, it's been a really busy four months. So I've got a couple of days ahead of me that I just get to be still. And I'm actually really looking forward to that, too. Oh, and 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 you said that it doesn't have to do have to do anything with with religion and sports. No, it can be anything. Okay, so there's this dude that he climbs he climbed El Capitan without a rope. This guy's a maniac. He he climbed El Capitan in Yosemite without a rope, and I mean this guy, yeah, it's pretty remarkable. Is there a video? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, send us the anything. link. Send us the link, and we'll put it up on the website. <laughs> well, he, it's it's possible that he's a horrible person, but I mean, it's, <laughs> it's just remarkable. Yeah. I mean, that hey, I just so think good, of. Right? Yeah, he's wild. Seriously. He is wild. wild. Yeah. Anyway, uh-huh. anyway, I digress. That's awesome. That is great. What about you, well, Heather? What's your one thing? Oh, I have two today. Um, just breaking the rules like Michelle always does. So the first one is a new podcast um, that Pasco Media and Gene Montrostelli is putting up. And it's really for people who are working in full-time ministry. It is The first episode just came out and it was just like a beautiful discussion reflection from this woman who's in full-time ministry. And it's definitely worth a listen. So you can check it out, mylifeinministry.com or on Pasco Media. You can check it out there. Um, the other one is just a song. It's not a new song, but 
but it's just come to mind again lately, um, especially as we're talking about just inviting God to come closer. And the song is called Closer by LifePoint Worship, and I'll just put the link up on our website. Sister, what's your one thing? My one thing is I love a good bedtime story, and I've happened upon the audiobook of Till We Have Faces by C.S. Lewis, and it's read by a British woman who does all of the voices. She does all the characters, and I can't tell you, I feel like a little kid, like I tuck myself in at night, and then I you know, turn it on and just <laughs> listen to the latest chapter, but... I mean, C.S. Lewis, like, it's such a rich story on so many levels, and it's just an outstanding story, but I really enjoy the, you know, just kind of the dramatization of it. So it's an audiobook, Till We Have Faces, by C.S. Lewis, and that is my bedtime story for the week. Well, I've been three hours in. i got a few more hours to go, so. I love that. I love that. Michelle, what about you? My one thing is I got to go on a silent personal retreat this week, so kudos to my husband for um, making that happen. Way to go, Chris. Thanks, Chris. But I went to a gorgeous retreat center in Louisiana. It's usually for men, but I got to go because it was yeah, off. You did. Yeah, and it's called Manresa, and it looks like something out of Gone with the Wind with the oak trees yeah, and the beautiful. moss. Yeah, I've been there. But one of the best things it has a crushy ice machine, like Sonic crushy <laughs> ice machine. <laughs> I was like, this is awesome. So when I came in for spiritual direction, I told Father Nathan, I'm like, this is the best thing ever. Crushy ice, like amazing. But I just have to get a shout out. Father Nathan Halloran, he's a great priest. And um, to all the LSU college students that were on silent retreat during the time I was making mine, they were all there with me. And our silent meals were hysterical, how you can communicate people with no words. And I just loved, shout out to LSU college students. They hey, were Hey, let me just awesome. say, LSU, there's guys doing something cool in Powerful. Baton Rouge, LSU. Yeah, yeah. I yes. did a conference that they were at. Yeah, guys doing something cool. They were, I was so proud of how they prayed and just doing holy hours and morning prayer with them. And I just had a blast. And they came up to me, a couple of them were like, you're on the Biting Together podcast. As soon as they could talk, they all, the, the girls were hysterical. But um, shout out to Father Andrew and Julie Holden and Father Sebastian, all of them there over there at LSU. Um, y'all are doing some amazing things. And so, yeah, that is my one thing. Awesome. You know? Well, thank you so much, Father Dave, for being on our podcast. It was just a blessing to have you on. So thank you. Thank you for making my time pleasure. for that. Of course, of course. We certainly delighted in it. So, um, well, thank you, dear listeners. And if you enjoyed this episode, would you please share it with a friend? You can find us on iTunes. You can find us on abidingtogetherpodcast.com. And you can click on any of the icons there and listen to the episode and find discussion questions. And we're just going to be praying for you uh, as the day or as the week leads up to Pentecost, that the Holy Spirit would descend upon you and be just really like hearts would be open. So we're praying for you, dear listeners. And thank you for joining us this week. And until we meet again, Again, we will be abiding, abiding together. God bless you. Have a wonderful week.